I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And welcome to Two, Two Tree, Tree Guys and a Bucket of Beer. Welcome to our, well, technically our second podcast that we had, but it's going to be our first aired podcast, Two Tree Guys and a Bucket of Beer. I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And, and we'll this- be talking about on this show all the cool ass shit tree guys talk about over a cold beer. So this is something that uh, we put together a while ago. And uh, this first discussion we're going to have or talk over cold beer, um, it's going to be about Jared and about me and myself and just kind of uh, our story of coming together and starting this podcast and starting a lot of other things we started together. But before we get to any conversations and laughs and making fun of each other on this, uh, we are always going to have a, a cold beer. The uh, most beforehand. important part of the show. So what we have here is we have a company called Devil Canyon. Uh, the Devil Canyon Brewing Company. It's a family-owned. I'm going to read this off online. It's a family-owned and operated uh, certified sustainable brewing company located in San, San Carlos, uh, California. They're a full-time, full-scale production facility and the private event center known year-round, yada, yada, yada. They make a lot of beer. And they make root mm-hmm. beer, they said. Um, you say so, root beer? Root beer. Oh, man. Is that an Ohio thing? I got mad making root beer. Root beer. Root beer. No, but uh, uh, when I went and picked up this beer, I went inside, and their event center that they have, it's pretty freaking sweet. I yeah. mean, it had a full-on stage, live concerts, and it was like in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere for that. So let's mm. see. Um, well, I, I love the crack one with you, but I jumped the gun, and I already have one crack. So I'm gonna you try can catch this. up with me. Craft Tide, the Craft... It's a mojito, rum barrel aged mojito. I'm pretty sure it's crafty, but we can call it a craft tie too. That's what it says right here. <laughs> craft tie. Crafty. <laughs> crafty? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh, man. Well, cheers, man. Cheers. First podcast. Absolutely. So uh, I picked this one purely by how cool it looked. And it says Hotsi Totsi. I was like, this is pretty cool. Hotsi Totsi. It's a red hot black ale. Never even heard of a red hot black ale. But I like red ales. So I was like, this thing would probably be something up my alley. Um, this thing packs a punch. It's got a, it's an 8.6 Holy by volume. Shit. Yeah. So What's it called? Hotsi Totsi. Hotsi Totsi. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. So I'm milking this one out during the show to make sure I can still get my words out. <laughs> Man, this one, <clears throat> this tastes like I'm drinking a bottle of rum. It's a mojito. Rum aged hard. We seltzer. have our first podcast and talk and pop a beer and you pick a mojito. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's a rum oh, aged yeah. hard Kill seltzer. Oh, well, well, I guess it's. Uh, <laughs> it does. I like the bottle though. It's, it's aged for cool. two weeks, yeah. but it's not bad. It's kind of a. Nine point seven. So by the cool. time I'm done drinking this, I'm gonna be pretty pretty hammered. Hopefully we can get through this podcast here. <laughs> so here we are. You know, part of the podcast. We're on live right now on Tree Service Anonymous. Um we got some people watching us live on Instagram. Uh but we're just gonna kinda dive right into this and uh you know, uh kinda talk talk about our story of how we met. Um for the first time and, and kind of where we came from, from the school, the academy, to the podcast, to working together, to drinking together, to all the fun times that we've had, you know, uh, that was some good times. But, uh, um, so I just remember first time I ever, ever met, met you, uh, <laughs> I believe it was, it was up at the ISA ISA Yosemite Yosemite mm-hmm. Yosemite. Right? I met you before that, but you didn't know me. You're too cool. <laughs> Where did I meet you? Uh, all the tr- the trade shows. Oh, uh, you yeah. know what? I don't know if I even met you. It was at TCIA. You're right. Yep. Yeah. You were there. I know you were too cool. Like you guys were cool guys. <laughs> I was just a uh, punk kid running around. You guys no, were, you were cool you guys. You were selling Husqvarna chainsaws, and you were I wasn't there. selling shit. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were dressed up with a Husqvarna shirt on, holding. It's called. It's called the Power Ranger. 
No, I remember that was the first time. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, uh, Jeremy Tibbetts was telling me, and he actually he showed me a picture of you in a magazine. And he said, see that guy? That's one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he did it. But he was, <laughs> it, he was so excited that he could yeah. associate with you in a magazine. Um, that was exciting to him. And he showed me, he said, one day you can meet this guy here. And I remember you were in a TCI magazine. You were stretched out real far. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you had, yeah, you had your handsaw and that was it. And that was the picture from there. Um, so the Western Arborist. Yeah. 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 And that that was the first time, you know, I seen you and then coming in and meeting you at Yosemite and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but then I, I had in my mind, um, I was like, you know what? Jared needs to be on our team. He needs to work mm. with us. He needs to work with us. Yeah. So that's when I first contacted you, and yeah. uh, we went to BWs. And yeah. uh, well, we which was funny, time. not to not to interrupt, but to interrupt mm-hmm. was th- this started before years prior with you know Tibbetts and I, him always trying to get me to come, you know, help and teach and uh-huh. train and be a part of, you know, be a part of him and what mm-hmm. he was trying to build and grow and. And um, I just, I'm just, I'm tied up, man. I'm, you know, I got things going on, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, let's just keep talking, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe one day we can do it. Yeah. And uh, we, we did that for a few years, which was, which was funny. And one thing I always love, love Jeremy about was, I mean, every time I'd see that guy, no matter if it was a trade show or a training or an event, he'd come over and grab Regina, he'd put his <laughs> arm around me. Oh, oh man, oh man, you know, and you're like, uh, Regina, what, what can you do for me? <laughs> and he would say that every time, and I would crack up. I'm like, oh, wait, what can I do like, for you? I'm oh. like, what a winning mentality. What can you do for me? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So going back before that, tell me, I, I, you know, <clears throat> I've heard bits and pieces of your story, but I never heard <clears throat> your full story. You know, I've heard, you know, some exciting moments and, you know, some events that you've done with, you know, being with Husqvarna and, you know, tree climbing championships and Mm -hmm. other different things. But what's the story of Jared? Take us all the way back to the beginning. Oh man, this is a long story. I don't, I I don't know if I want to milk this whole podcast. You and I with just my story. That's kind of selfish. This might be, we might be, (laughs) this is episode seven. They're like, they're still talking on the same. Hey, look at Wyatt join. What's up, Wyatt? Oh. (laughs) Um, yeah, man, I, this does go back. This goes back to childhood days. Uh, you know, it, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, I was born and raised. I had no, not a, a, one other job in my entire life. You know, I, I grew up as a kid, dragon brush with pops. Mm-hmm. You know, watch him. You know, slave at a very young age. Just work, just the hardest working human being that I've ever known in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, he would you know show up late. You know, come to practices, still in his work clothes, all beat, grindy. You so know, how'd your but, dad get into this? Uh, Pops came from Hawaii and um, came out here, went to junior college, um, him and my him and my brother, mm-hmm. and um, basically worked for a tree care company and on the ground. And, you know, the, 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 I got to tell the story because the story's great and you know, how this all worked out. And um, he, got a, he, got a, he got an interview, so he's like, sweet. This is like a working interview. And t- t- keep in mind, this was back in probably the what s- s- uh, upper 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was born in 81, yeah. so probably upper 70s. I wasn't born in. So any- anyhow, he show up on site, and there was about five other guys. Just And he, he, he rolls up, and um, everybody's working on the site. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one other guy in, in him. They like to show up. Everybody just stand there. So we're like, screw it. Let's just get in there and start, like, helping. Like, grab some brush and move it. And, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and um, the other guys were just kind of standing around watching what was going on. Well, the guy in the tree looks down and he goes, you two guys stay. The rest of you guys go home. Boom. Got the job. What? Right? <laughs> just because they took initiative uh-huh. to not have to have somebody tell them, hey, you know, yeah, come, come, come grab some brush and keep mm-hmm. moving. It's like they just showed up. They're like shit let's just get some stuff done and you know we'll, we'll work the rest out anyhow <clears throat> you got the job and, and and that goes with anybody just in business like sometimes uh owners they're just looking for the person that just just goes for it 
right. you know, takes a position, goes for it. They're not asked and they just see a need and they fill it for that, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Super clutch, you know? And so anyhow, he gets the job a year, two years. I forget. I don't know how long later, right. He learns, he's learned how to climb. He's doing the production work mm-hmm. and, some point he decided, you know, I can, I'm gonna do this for myself. You know, yeah. I, he's not gonna pay me anymore and I'm gonna go out there and try to make mm-hmm. it work. Well, at the time, but I was in his probably mid low twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably mid twenties. And, um, keep in mind that the safety and all that stuff was uh, damn near obsolete for, mm-hmm. for, for him coming in this, this, yeah. uh, this, industry so you know, no hard hats you know yeah. no t-shirts you know they just roll around <laughs> you know and just <laughs> dropping trees and hack, hacking and slashing um but anyway he started he would run he th- these are stories right so yeah. these are stories that i hear as a kid and he said he would run up and down the oakland hills and if you guys have been up in the oakland hills you know <laughs> you don't want to be running the oakland hills mm-hmm. you'd pass out homemade flyers you know mm-hmm. he just little homemade flyers you know and and and, and, he, and and my mom used to share a car. They only had one car, right? And it was a Ford Falcon. What, um, a Ford a Falcon. homemade flyer. Let's talk about that. A homemade flyer, like handwritten, <laughs> hey, this is Gary. I'll come cut your trees. Yeah. Call me. Next it's, paper, it's, hey, it, this is Gary. It's I'll the guys you. in our industry right now that we all just can't stand. Yeah, I'm like, this sounds like this is still going on today. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, four, 45 years later, right? Uh-huh. It's still happening. But... Uh, Ah, this is why I'm so prideful of, or so proud of my pops and my family yeah. for pursuing and, and keep, keep moving on. But anyhow, the uh, yeah, he he would do that, and he's like, yeah, sometimes I get you know one big uke or one big Monterey pine up there in the Oakland Hills, and man, it would take me all week, sometimes more, and I'd do that five hundred bucks. Holy and I'm shit. like, pops, you got no truck, you got no chipper. He's like, nope. I just nope. let it roll down I did, the hill. I, I dropped mom <laughs> off at, at at the bank where she worked, and uh-huh. I take that Ford Falcon, <laughs> not stuffed that Ford Falcon full of brush and wood, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nuts, right? Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that's how we did it. It all started in Ford Falcon, uh-huh. and um, and he just yeah, he'd cut cut and buck and shove it yeah. in the car and take it to the dumps and do twenty trips, and he's like, guess what? I make five hundred bucks in a week. <sighs> Back then, five hundred bucks, it was good. It was good. It was an honest paycheck, you know. And so, <clears throat> with that being said, he's like, yeah, you know, at some point, he bought himself a, you know, an old Ford, yeah, Ford dump truck. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even a dump truck. Ford I mean, why did he get into this? <laughs> I mean, what? Just, just had a job and just started, enjoyed it. And- yeah. Well, I think, you know, from from my understanding, the stories, you know, back, you know, in Hawaii, he. Had, there yeah. was, you know, they worked on, on, on the farm, you yeah. know, and there was some, I guess, some tree work and whatnot that he did. But I think most experiences came from over here and, you know, he's just a hard worker. So it was like, shit, you know, he's yeah. an athlete, hard worker, found something he can do and make some money and, you know, he just took mm-hmm. to it. So that was the beginning of the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I guess once we were born, it was, you know, obviously, and like most people, you know, you look up to your pops and, you know, dad was number one, you mm-hmm. know, he was a, you know, the hardest working guy. And that's all I seen him ever from morning till night was yeah. work, you know? So sometimes, you know, I was the, I was the grunt kid, man. It was like, pops came home. Guess who's out there pulling the saws out of the truck? Jared, get out of here. Why you not? Know? Why not Gary Jr.? Ah, uh, he had his share too, but it was it was it was me. It was me. <laughs> yeah, pull him out, sharpen, clean him, get him ready, prep, put him away. Gary was um, inside doing homework for calculus and stuff. <laughs> right, he had, <laughs> like, he had the brains. <laughs> He's like Jerry, where's my dumb kid? Get out of here! <laughs> pull, pull the saws out. <laughs> he don't know no better. He, he ain't doing any homework. <laughs> he ain't doing no homework. I'm for He's sure. He's getting in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, but it was good. It, you know, it was it, and I, you know at the time I didn't hate it. It was yeah. it was just I got to kick it with pops, and yeah. that, that was fun for me. You know, I looked up to my dad a lot. I still do. Um, but yeah, it, it was cool. I got to learn a lot about chainsaws. I got to learn a lot about trucks. I got to learn a lot about you know mechanics. Yeah. You know, I you know we me and that guy we'd stay up in the driveway pulling transmissions and 
you know, painting, painting trucks and doing body work. And like, we were the, you know, whatever it took to do business and make it work. We did it. You know, it was like, and I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It sucked. You know, one o'clock in the morning as a kid holding the flashlight, you know, underneath the truck, have your dad yell at you because you're not holding the flashlight right. You know, it's like, (laughs) hold that shit straight. Damn it. You're falling asleep. Grab me a beer. <laughs> you know, like my head's laying on the seat, falling asleep. <laughs> this, this flashlight's falling to the side. Oh man! Yeah, no, but it it was good. Me and my dad we became you know best friends, and you know I, you know I owe him everything. He taught me how to work really hard, and that's mm-hmm. that's one thing I really owe to him. And that and that comes from, you know, just years and years of just putting me in those situations, you know, yeah, and, and making me figure it out. You yeah, know, and making me figure it out. Yeah, I remember he'd he used to always say, you know, I'm, he'd ask for something. I'm like, oh, you know, he's like, if I got to go over there and I find it, or if I have to do oh. it, I'm like, oh shit, I better go figure it out because I'm gonna get a whooping. <laughs> See, that was, that, mine was always in the refrigerator. I'd be like, mom, where's where's the milk? She'd be like, if I come in there, I swear to you. And I knew my mom wasn't gonna do shit. Yeah, <laughs> and she'd come in. She's like. Right, right there. there. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I did not see that. I'm sure everybody experienced that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so when was your – how did you get in, like, uh, um, the first time you started doing tree work, pulling brush, started climbing? Well, I think this was – it came a little bit after, um, you know, when my – we would go camping. We would do a lot of rec, rec recreational events. Mm-hmm. And um, – yeah, Pops would always bring his gear, and he just, he loved to climb, he loved to be, you know, he loved to be a part of it all the time. Yeah. So, you know, he'd bring us kids, and we'd make rope swings and speed lines into the river, and we would climb trees, and he'd yeah. take us up, and as I got a little older, you know, I was like eight, nine years old, and um, I climbed my first, you know, almost 200-foot tree, and mom was freaking out. I still got videos of this, or pictures. But yeah, we get up there to the top, and I, I remember my little black diamond harness that I had, this little rock mm-hmm. climbing. I was the only thing that fit me, and uh, the old school yellow, yellow, you know, hard hats. Uh-huh. And um, we do a lot of rec climbs, and that made it was just, you know, I wasn't scared at all. It was it was just like, oh, pops, I'm not gonna let me fall. It's like, pff, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how high it is, like, yeah, it's fine. So that grew a passion, definitely for climbing. Mm-hmm. Just from climbing with pops, and then I think the real what really really hit it off for me was watching him compete. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the what kicker. was that first place that you remember him competing? Oh man, his first comp was either gosh, I, I'm terrible. I should know this. You know, it was either down south in like Santa Barbara area. Or it was down in like Orange County. It was one of the two. Mine was mine was Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first comp. I, I I forget where his was. Did he win? Uh, no, no, no. It took him took him a little bit, but he did really well. And uh, you know, watching him as a young kid and not really understanding it. Yeah. But you know, spending the hours with him training because I was I was. That was the Sherpa. I was like, we're going to go train. Grab my bag. So I'm like, oh, Grab the flashlight, God. too. Yeah, here, just in case it. we that's, have to train to transmission. That's an, no, we would train till dark. Mm-hmm. And that was training. I mean, works for the day. You know, training's mm-hmm. for the night. So we would we would run into the night quite a bit. So, you know, at a, at a young age, it was it was tough. Yeah. You know, he would drag me down there. And I was like, oh, man, we really got to go do this right now? Like, this mm-hmm. sucks. But you know it was pretty cool to watch somebody that wanted it that bad and to get better. And why why do you want to compete? I mean, there was probably thousands of tree guys. I mean, what mm-hmm. what interests him to get in and start competing? You know, I never asked him that. I think it's just a competitive nature, right? You know, you find something cool in your industry that's like, oh man, I didn't know that yeah. you, I could be competitive in tr- in tree climbing, I and mean, this is my you know. You know, guys, guys right now are just, that's one of the biggest questions they have is 
you know, and I'm sure if anybody's, you know, on, uh, um, on the live, they want to ask any questions, you know, a lot of them are like, how do I even start? How do I train? How do I do that? I mean, yeah. you can write a whole little book on that, that these guys are, are asking for that. Right. And I've, I've been asked, you know, from other people like, do you know, how do I get into this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a quick answer to that is find your local chapter through the ISA and go to a comp and just 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 check it out be a, be a part of it don't sign up mm-hmm. just watch them all meet the people mm-hmm. shake hands you know get to know everybody yeah. ask a lot of questions and then you got something you got something to work on then you go back and you just practice 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 become part of the network and you they'll find you guys will find that a lot of people out there are just really giving human beings yeah. in our industry and there's a lot of love and it's it's all about you know, growing together. Yeah. So, you know, you take that and in the next year you sign up and then uh, I remember when network. I remember when uh, we heard about a competition and we decided to sign up for it. So we signed up 15 people and they told us no. No. Yeah. They're like, nobody signs up 15 people. Well, like, you just, well, everybody wants to compete. You just took half of the, yeah. your, your company can't take half of the comp. Well, there was never yeah. a rule for that. You no one had a rule for that. I didn't say that anywhere. And then they were right. like, uh, yeah. So then I think we got it down to three. We could take three, max three. Yeah. That that was funny. I'm like, well, shit, sign up 30 people. Let's all go. Let's all compete. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So So, you started, when did you start uh, high school? Were you pulling brush and doing? Oh, yeah. Way, well before high school. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. This was child labor. Yeah. Yeah. That breaking everything. Yeah. uh, Man, I was a kid. I, you know, I wanted to, Hang with pops. I want to uh-huh. be a big boy, man. I uh-huh. want to work. I want uh-huh. to climb. You know, I want. To, I had something to prove. Uh-huh. You know, I like to go out there and show their, his workers what's up. You yeah. know, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. That's just my mentality. I was super competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, were you climbing then, or oh, how yeah. old were you? Oh yeah, but, and by the time I was 15, 16, I was competing. When when did when did you climb <clears throat> and prune your first tree? Oh, yeah, maybe twelve, thirteen. With chainsaw. Oh yeah, I did removals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twelve and thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you barely had hair under your arm. Oh, I had no hair, man. I'm, 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 I'm Hawaiian, man. This stuff grows in when you're like thirty. Uh, so you're climbing trees. Twelve, thirteen. You did your first yeah. competition. Where was that at? Orange County. You I said? think it was. It was Orange. Yeah, uh-huh. Orange County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was good. I think I placed like tenth or something like that overall, uh-huh. and um. You know, my I had a lot of mentors back then in this industry. You know, coming up watching them was was awesome. You know, Robert Phillips. Yeah. You know, you know my obviously my my father. Um, back then there was uh, Johnny Meismer. Uh, oh man, there's just yeah, there was just so many good people, and I feel bad for leaving everybody mm-hmm. out now. But uh, yeah, I had a lot a lot of love from a lot of good directions, and. Yeah, I got the bug. I really got the bug. I got the itch, and you know, pops did it too. So I'm like, oh man! Like, and you guys this, were competing against each other. Uh this well, this became later. Well, when I first competed at at 15, what happened was there was no there was no really r- rules written yeah. on that. So they you know they they nipped that, and they're like, well, you got to be 18 for you know yeah for insurance purposes. So anyway, they pushed it off and. <clears throat> I'm like, all right, that sucks, but I'm going to come back at 18. It gave me, you know, quite a few years to say I'm going to I'm going to prep and and get it on. In the meantime, I was an athlete in 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 high school and I liked sports, you know, baseball, baseball right? basketball. Uh, I played I tried football for a little bit, but it interfered with the other sports. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was kind of my, that was kind of my thing and um school wasn't I just rough, just super rough. Couldn't pay attention. Why? Couldn't, couldn't stay in class. Why? Uh, I, if I knew why, then, <laughs> then, then I'd probably, I probably would have been better off these days. Yeah. No, I just had a hard time, you know, attention span-wise, you know. And yeah. you call it ADD, call it what it is. I don't know. I'm not diagnosed, but I never go to the doctor, so that's probably why. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just uh, had a hard time taking authority and listening yeah. to people and people telling me what to do and not getting yeah. respect. You know, you know, I had teachers kind of, yeah, everybody knows how that is. You know, they talk to you like a baby or a, a child. I'm like, nope, 
sorry, I'm out of here. I'll walk, I'll walk right out of your class <laughs> until you can talk to me like a person. Uh-huh. Then, you, then you got me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then, then, then I'll, then I'll, yeah. I'll submit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's a little bummer, you know, that, that, that was the, you know, the, the crashing phase of my mm-hmm. high school career and, you know, thought I could go a little bit far, further in sports, but you know, the, the, the education was number one, right? Mm-hmm. And then that didn't work out. So everything else fell apart. Yeah. Um, it was a little rough, a little rough, you know, not graduating on time and having to go through all that, you know, education after to try to get, you know, graduated and have this diploma and this piece of paper. And, you know, I'm not knocking it. I'm just, you know, if I can change the way I, the way I am and the way it was, then I would. But, you I, know, I, I, when I got that piece of paper, no joke. I mean, from high school, and hopefully there's no no kids in high school listening to this, but I got that piece of paper. I didn't do jack shit with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it went in a drawer. Nobody's yeah. ever asked me. Yeah. They just said, oh, do you have a high school diploma? I mean, that, yeah, sure, I do. Okay, thanks. And that was it. Like, I never mm-hmm. used that at all Yeah, for anything. Well, it's kind of like a 50-50, though, right? And this, and this is the hard part. You're like, yeah. You kind of got lucky where you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. But then again, most people, they don't need it. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden, they get a point in their life where something happens, and yep. then they need it. And then, you know, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. And then it just takes them in a whole different path in a really bad yeah. direction. I mean, so, it, you know, it's, it's something it's, you it's, feel it, that you've completed. I get right. that. You know, I've completed it. I went through 12 years of school. I've completed high school. Great. Now, what's next for me? What's the next, you know, step? Is right. it college? Mm-hmm. Is it this? Or is it starting a career or a trade school and everything? And then you get used to the completing. But I just, I never had to show that paper. And, it, you know, yeah. they, they've told me for years, oh, you got to graduate. you got to graduate. Of course you do. Every Everybody needs to graduate high school. You know, go through high school, get the education. Uh, but then once I got that little diploma, I never looked at it ever again i thought i really thought that i was going to need this for every job like i was going to walk in with this diploma like can you give me a job i have this piece of paper with me that's how they trained me and it wasn't i put it in my hutch drawer and never used it again this is funny this is a this is a good one so um i did end up getting my diploma Uh a few years after right Mm -hmm. and um so i graduated and whatnot eventually didn't walk, but I went back because I had to go, you know, figured, I'm like, I have this certificate somewhere. Yeah. I just yeah. got to go get it. Yeah. So I went down to high school five years later, <laughs> five years later, right? And I walk in the office and I'm like, I'm here to pick up my diploma. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, what, uh, what, what class? I'm like, 99. Oh <laughs> it's 2005. They're like, um, let me go back in the files real quick. It's super awkward, right? Oh, you did. <laughs> I did, I did. To get it? So oh, they've yeah. been holding on to this thing for five years. Yeah. They're like, actually, you have a detention you still have to serve to get it. You got a library uh, book you out. Have to re- <laughs> you have to report to third period <laughs> to Mr. Johnson's class. Oh, man. So funny. That so funny. funny. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, I, you know, I like, I like to think that I don't have regrets, but I do. I yeah. do. I, I have some regrets in there. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a in high school. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it's, I, I didn't work hard enough. I was a little stubborn. I was kind of a punk kid. Yeah. But, um, you know, it taught me who I, I am today and I have a lot more respect now, I think from yeah. going through all that. So it's good. It's good. It's good. You know, it's. It, everybody in life, you know, they look back and they go, oh, man, if I could just do it again, I could just do it again. And when you when you say those kind of things and you think of them like, man, if I could go back, I would do it different. I would do it different. You have to take those feelings and you have to look at the now. Mm-hmm. You're living in the now of what you're going to be thinking of a year from now and saying, oh, if I just had those two more years, if I could have went back two more years. So today mm-hmm. is the day that you can live like that for the rest of the life. You don't have mm-hmm. to think about the past. Just take today and say, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to make the right decisions. Tomorrow, I'm going to go all in. Tomorrow, I'm going to fail and fail and fail and fail until I finally freaking win. Don't yeah. wait till 10 years goes by and you have to look at that and say, dang, man, if I could go back, I could make those changes. Right. Oh, believe me. I'm 
I'm going all in. And today's uh, it, today's it, it today. Hurts. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this currently hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there uh, you were. So there I was. High school. There you were. There I was. So high school. Got out of high school. Yeah, got out of high school. Um, Did you go right into the family business? No, no. It's, I, I did actually go to college. Yeah? For a day. For a day. One day. That's <laughs> why you went and got your diploma. But it was five years later you went to college. In the meantime, during this, I, you know, I, I, I've been working all through high school with Pops. I used to split wood as a kid. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, Pops let me do that and sell firewood by hand, obviously. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I graduated and... I decided, um, yeah, I think I'll try this college thing out. I think, you know, I went to the same college my dad went to when he, mm-hmm. DVC, Diablo Valley College. Mm-hmm. And um, that's in what, Pleasant Hill or Concord? Yep. Yep. Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill, right. Concord. Same, same. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> went there and, oh man, I just felt like the biggest goob in the world. I was just like, oh. Did you go out and buy like notebooks and your backpack and. I, I don't think I don't think I had anything, man. I was just like I'm you just, just gonna show, show up, up. with I a just, pencil, I, pen. Yeah, maybe like a binder, because that's what you're, everybody does. Right? You have a binder and some paper in there. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Supposed to take notes. There's my teacher. <laughs> I'm ready to learn. Yeah. So Teach I, me. This, this, this didn't go too far either. So you know, I was super nervous and like I don't know where anything is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, I, they're like, you go to orientation. I'm like, orient what? Like, no, I'm Hawaiian. You're like, <laughs> no, I, I brought a flashlight. Right. <laughs> I got the flashlight. Is okay. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, I, uh, I go to my first class and I, man, I will never forget this. And I was late because I couldn't find the damn thing. Cause I didn't have a map and yeah. I'm running around asking everybody how to get to this one class. That's the one class I thought it was. I forget what it even was, but anyway, I walk in. The place is packed, and there's people standing up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm super confused. I'm the last one that walks in, so everybody's looking at me. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, I'm like, "Ooh, I don't like this." You know, like I'm mad now. So I kind of whisper somebody. I'm like, uh, "What's going on?" They're like, "Oh, you just stand back here and just wait for your wait for your name." You know, just call your name. What? You know. They call the name, and they're like, you're on, I forget the name, what they call it, mm-hmm. but you're basically on a wait list. To get into school? To get in the class, in that one class. So this is how stupid I look, is I, you know, I'm like, raise my hand, I'm like, so I know I signed up for this class. They're like, oh, yeah, we know, we understand. You know, you're mm-hmm. on this, on the wait list, but you have to attend. And then if people drop out, then you get the spot. Oh, nice. So I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I signed up for this class. And they're like, well, so did everybody else. So yeah, once you're, you're on the wait list. You're on the wait list. So I'm like, so you're saying I can stay here for like weeks and not even be You'd sure. You'd have to show up for every class. Every class. And, and, and I still could not, not possibly be in that class at some point. So she goes, yes. I'm like, I grabbed my shit and I walked right out and I grabbed my phone. I called my pops. I'm like, where's the job? My my, so my, my gear's in the trunk. You didn't even go to college. No. You just, you just waited in the wait list. <laughs> the wait list. You like, a, I did one day of college. No, no. You were on the wait list for one day. That's a difference than going into an actual college class. <laughs> yeah. I killed it. I <laughs> absolutely killed it. killed it. You killed it. You had your pencil and your flashlight. You're ready to go. I'm Hawaiian. And let me in, people. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I was so embarrassed and I felt so uh, dumb. And uh, everybody seemed to think that was like a legitimate thing. Like, let's sign up. Let's all sign up and wait however long. And maybe you know, the funny, the funny maybe thing about that is yeah. uh, down the road is you you felt dumb. You didn't know how the college, you know, educational system, blah blah blah, worked mm-hmm. of getting in. You were just like, fuck this. And years goes down the road, and you open your own school. You know what I mean? It's pretty ironic. It's pretty <laughs> the ironic. The guy that couldn't even get into a college class on a wait list has been claiming uh, on his resume, I did one college class day. Now but you opened a school and academy. I would never let my my students wait that long to get to be in a class. 
<laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, dude, so I dad's mean, like, had your gear ready. Let's rock it. Yeah, roll. no, I call pops. I'm like, where's the job? I got my 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 harness in the trunk. Where's mm-hmm. it at? Let's go to work. And he's like, everything good? And I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. And he's like, all right. What was that? Are you happy that you made that decision or not? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what were you going to school uh, for? Man, I don't know, man. It was just general ed. I'm just trying to just do what everybody else did. I was just yeah. following, you know, you were, you were following the school. Downstre- yep. Yeah. You're swimming downstream. Yep. You know, I was in the or pack. upstream with yeah. the freaking salmon. You know, it's, uh, it, and I have this philosophy in, in school, uh, and this is my own opinion on, on college and school. Uh, I remember the time in my life where I decided F this, I'm out of here. Um, I was in the jewelry industry and I just remember looking at, you know, these two old people that were coming in and I was selling, you know, wedding rings and diamond rings and stuff. And these two old people came in and they're like, huh, we're finally, your kids are gone. We're retired. I want to buy her something. They're like 65 years old. And they're like, we're going to go see the world. And I'm looking at these old people going, you guys are like almost ready to die. Now, back then, <laughs> 65 was like, you're almost ready to die. And I'm like, now you're going to go see the world. And it made me just realize in life. Now that was a job I was working that, you know, it, that I need to go out and I needed to explore. I needed to see the world. There was more to see than wait 30 years and follow this lie that's been told to me for my whole mm-hmm. life. The lie of the sense of going, when you, you have to graduate high school. Of course, yeah. everybody does. I don't think it's a lie. It's more of a tradition. It's a, it's a... No, no, I believe it's a true lie because they said I, I graduate high school. And as soon as I was done, I had to go to college. You weren't smart unless you went to college. And I felt I had to go to college. I had to do the college thing. And then after that, they're like, you have to get married. You have to have kids. You have to have a Labrador retriever. You have to buy a house. (laughs) You have to find a stable job to work for 30 years. And then after you're done with that stable job of 30 years, hopefully you saved up enough to retire. And then you're about 65 years old to then retire and you know, live your life and fish here and there and then die and be done. Like that sucks. And I feel (laughs) that it was ingrained in our brains or at least in my brain for Mm -hmm. those years to say that is a successful American dream Mm -hmm. life that you had to live. You're correct. And I said, F that. I said, I don't Mm -hmm. want to do that. I want to do whatever the F I want to do. I want to go where I want to go. I want to do what I want to do. I want to live my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And you know, I did fall in some of those routines. I did get in that day-to-day, nine-to-five job, which is okay because I needed to, but I feel like I missed out some. I feel mm-hmm. like I could have made a difference. So now going forward, every single day I'm going, how do I live my life to its freaking fullest? Mm-hmm. All chips are in. Everything's in for that. So mm-hmm. I I feel it's been ingrained in every kid's head of success. I mean, they ingrain different things in, in society and stuff oh, yeah. in people's head. Mm-hmm. So it, people that are That's listening a whole to this podcast. podcast, it is, it's a whole <laughs> other podcast. Live freaking free, people. Mm-hmm. Do whatever the heck you want that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to your reunion and you finally go to your reunion and they ask you, the question they always have, you know, is what are you doing you for do? a living? How much yeah. are you making? You know, what car do you drive? But the one thing they don't ask you is, are you happy? Right. Are you happy? And that's the thing in life you got to make sure you're doing is you got to make sure you're doing what makes you happy for that. Yep. So yep. that's a little, my little rant, rave mm, on like uh, society and life mm. and school and all the other bullshit. You just put like five podcasts right yeah. there and like. <laughs> but one. those are the things, you know, and, and, and get back on to, and I want to, that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about whatever the F we want to talk mm-hmm. about. Two tree guys. And we got a bucket of beer or a box, wood box of beer, a beautiful wood box of white birch and black walnut and awesome coasters and, you know, uh, craft beer from San Carlos. Mm. Uh, but this podcast, it's it's not about, and I've heard some very boring tree podcast. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some people on this podcast listening to it going, this is some boring shit right oh, now. Oh, yeah. But this podcast is about 
you know, what we talk about on a daily basis. It's not just about trees and the science and mm-hmm. let me hear how you learned how to climb, but man, real mm-hmm. life shit that we're going over. Right. I want to know about, you know, the industry. I want to know about our vendors and equipment. I want to know about barbecue and fishing. Yeah. I want to know about fun things and different stuff. That's what yeah. this podcast What is these for. guys like, what they're into. Yeah. They're, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. people just don't live, eat, and sleep trees. Yeah. No, they're going home. It's about family. It's about yeah. drinking beer. It's about enjoying the fullest that this world has to offer mm-hmm. every individual out there. Right. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot of cool guests on here. Yeah. Not just a bunch of tree guys. Yep. It's just two tree guys and a bunch of other people that will be on here. <laughs> but there's going to be a bunch of other people that will be coming on this podcast in our industry, not in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to have a lot of freaking fun. And the one thing I, I always said on this podcast is we're not here to entertain the people on the outside as long as you and I are entertained here, <laughs> right. that's all yeah. the tricks that matters. Because yeah. we might have two people that follow us, and that's okay. And it that's might be okay. you, and it might be yeah. me, but we're going to have a lot of fun. But, and, you know, along with that, too, this has opened the doors for people to come in here and, and express, you know, themselves as, as, you know, people in our industry. And that's what we want. We want we want to, you know, create a place, you know. Yeah. That the treat people can come and, and share their and we, yeah. most treat people are pretty like minded like minded individuals. Oh, absolutely, and um, absolutely. you know to hear their their stories are just incredible. I can listen to the treat, treat people stories all day long. Yeah, all day long, and that and that breaks off into a lot, a lot of other tangents, a lot of other podcasts. Yeah, but um, you know, creating something that um, eventually some of the people out here listening can can get in here and sit right in here with us and we can have a good time have some fun man oh yeah have some fun shit yeah, Scott, there's nothing there's nothing that uh it's gonna limit us absolutely yeah, man nothing. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do some things that are gonna i'm scrolling to see who's listening to us right now anybody know anybody <laughs> i was gonna try if, any, if anybody's listening please uh, ask some questions. We'll we'll see them on our screen here, and we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll answer them for you the best as we can. So, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into my story so I can get this done, and I don't have I don't have to talk about it anymore. You know? I'm just like <laughs> it's one 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 show done, and then we can do yours, and, that's it. and then yeah. we'll do the whole thing. But um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go right back into where um, you know. You know, competition was a huge part of my life and my career and kind of what got me to where I am today. Um, <clears throat> so I guess after, you know, high school, after competing with my pops um, for the first time, that that, that, that grew on me. It mm-hmm. grew in, in my competitive nature from, you know, playing baseball and sports and um, really, you know, I didn't have that anymore. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I need something to, to – to go yeah. after, you know, and during that mid, that low to mid 20, or you know, well, from 20 to 30, yeah. you know, I was, I was a very gung ho on a mission person. You know, I needed goals every year. I'm going to hit this by 22. I'm going to hit mm-hmm. this by 23. I'm going to hit this by 24, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had, I had goals to become a world champion by, you know, before I was 30, you know, and, and, and I was willing to sacrifice my whole life to do it. Who'd you, who'd you see that was a world champion that stuck out and you go, oh, beat man. that mother up. Oh, this is a, this goes deep. Um, yeah, when I, when I was a kid watching my pops, he would, he would, you know, he, obviously he won <clears throat> the chapter a few times and he would go to the, the world championships, you know? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I'd go there and I'd watch, I mean, even our chapter at that time yeah. was so good, you know, just, man, our, our guys, we had top 10 guys that were just like would kill it yeah and uh and then we get to the world and i would you know i remember grabbing my my mom's video camera and that thing was the size of this beer bucket <laughs> that's you know? one you put on your like, shoulder right oh man like this little kid you know trying to watch all these guys and man i wanted to study them you know so i'm i'm, I'm watching them you know like mark chisholm bettis from germany you know you got uh rip rip Tompkins, ken mm-hmm. palmer mm-hmm. you know you got all these i mean Gosh, man, these guys legends. were legends, man, legends, yeah. you know. I'm like, gosh, like a perfect example, you know. It was this Hilton Head Island yeah. uh, down in South Carolina. And um, I think it was South Carolina. I was like way down there somewhere. Anyway, it was an island, Hilton Island. Mm-hmm. island. 
Yeah, super hot and muggy. You know, my dad's competing, had a pretty good shot, and Ken Palmer was was going, and this guy was absolutely shredded at the time. You know, and it's like, you know, he took his shirt off. His his turn to go. Took his shirt off, and he got up like in a push up stance, and they pour water on him, and he put, his, you know, and he like get back up. I'm like, oh, dude, this guy. He's going to kill some shit. Like, it sounds you know. some like axe commercial. No, I'm just, I mean, but these guys were uh-huh. cutthroat. I'm here to whoop some ass, you know? Uh-huh. And, and that's what I grew up in watching these guys. Like, yeah. I didn't come for anything else but to win. Mm-hmm. I'm here to win. And like, mm-hmm. we can act kind of friendly, but I'm here to beat you. I'm here to beat you. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought that was really cool. At the same time, you know, the camaraderie kind of <clears throat> was there to a certain degree, and it definitely grew over the years. Yeah. But um, being a competitor, I, you know, I seen that. I was like, oh, man, like this could be like a real big thing, you know. So anyway, for me, <clears throat> getting into it um, was kind of like a 50-50, like, oh, man, I'm, I want, I want to be competitive, but – you know, like mm-hmm. all these people are so cool, you know, like I want to be friends with everybody. You know, I'm like yeah. a little, like a little young Labrador, like, oh man, I just want to lick y'all. <laughs> like, you know, I'm bouncing around, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, They're like, good, 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 good go, sit, yeah. go sit down. <laughs> like a little puppy dog over there bouncing around. <laughs> you know, that was me. But, um, did pretty good at a young age and, um, kind of made my mark really young. Got yeah. to the, got to the world championship championship and um <clears throat> won my first <clears throat> or got to the first international and i remember this too because uh i made top top uh top five and into the master challenge now how how many competitors is that out of oh man at the, well you got you know each chapter you know you're talking mm-hmm. whatever like at the time maybe 50 i don't know if it's 50 chapters and you got 30 people per chapter Rough ish. One hundred fifty people, right across the world. So, <clears throat> and well, back then too it was a little different. Like our chapter, Western chapter, used to have three comps a year, and then whoever won the last comp would would represent the chapter. Gotcha. Yeah, different now. You only have one. So, anyhow, I got out there and um, I made top. Five, I don't know if it was top five or top three at the time. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago, but. Uh, I remember this to the T and I'm like, you know, I went out there with my bright end saddle, my bright end sat, it was considered a saddle, right? Harness. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just very like, man, I went out and bought, you know, all my dad bought for me. I'm like two brand new carabiners. You know, I had a nice new rope in my homemade lanyard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. <laughs> I didn't have much. I'm like, I got two new pressics. I'm like, man, I'm like, uh-huh. I look sharp, you uh-huh. know. And there's nothing hanging on my harness. There's not one. There's, I didn't need anything. I'm like, yeah. I threw another extra like new carabiner, and I thought, I'm like, man, look at that, all that bling on the back of my harness. <laughs> this looks, this looks real good. <laughs> you guys in the industry try to get a, a lot of shit on their belt to look. Cool. Uh, you know, I think there's just so many options nowadays that it's, it's a. Because I've seen some of them that yeah. I'm like, how do you even climb with all that shit on you? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's applicable to a certain extent, right? Yeah. It depends on how you climb. You know, and a lot of it, too, you you carry it, you know, in case you need it. And sometimes you carry it because you want to be creative yeah. in a certain moment. And you have it to be creative. Gotcha. Right? So gotcha. It's, it's not all, you know, it just, it all depends. Yeah. Yeah. To each his own, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway... So there I was, <laughs> my first uh, international, made top five. Nervous as can be, I got, I got a uh, two brand new carabiners. Man, I'm looking sharp. Three, and, remember you had oh, the three, one. Yeah, three. Yeah, <laughs> one, yeah. And um, yeah, I had a. At that time, I was competing with a really good friend of mine, Frank Chips, um, and this was in Washington. Where's yeah. Frank Chips now? Uh, Frank Chips is up in uh, in Oregon. When was the last Alberta. time you talked to him? Ooh, oh, you're throwing me under the bus right now. His son's, his son's listening to me. Yeah, right is now. he? Yeah. Frank Chips, if you're listening, give Jared a call. <laughs> Let's reconnect this. Well, uh, he does call me. I just I'm really bad at calling back. 
Frank's one of my best friends, oh, man. man. He's just just a just a great human being, and and this guy this guy was uh, he was a hell of a climber. He's probably still a hell of a climber. I haven't seen him climb in a while, yeah. but uh, man, this guy had records, and he would smash. He would just absolutely smash. But uh, a lot of love. But anyhow, so um, I remember this. I got up there, and I'm you know climbing around, and I'm in my master challenge, and. Mm-hmm. I can't see halfway through the climb. I'm sweating bullets because I can't see. And I'm taking my glasses like on and off and they're blowing whistles at me. I'm like, oh man, put them on. I'm like, take them off. I'm like, I can't see anything. So I'm like, before I make a move, I got to put, you know, sweaty glasses back on, walk five feet and then like take out, look again. Oh, it was just a, it was, it was a mess. So anyway, I obviously didn't win that one, but you know, I think I, yeah. you know, placed third or fourth or fifth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wasn't anything good. I hardly remember it. But um, yeah, it was just like after that was the, your first. Yeah, but I made I made I made top five. That was for the world. Yep, my first world championship. I made top five. Shit. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you know, was, how old were you then? Oh man, I don't know. The two thousand and one. Yeah. Two thousand one. Yeah. Shit. Okay. And yeah. then you wanted it. You were like, and that was my day. My first. I made the top five. I could win this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was that. I just close. needed if one I would have had extra carabiner. Training. <laughs> I needed four carabiners. <laughs> damn it! And I should have had it shinier than the other one. And I would have won. Yeah. But you seen how close it was, and going. Mm-hmm. If I would have just done this much more, if I would have yeah. done that much more effort or that little bit more training, I could have won the thing. That's it. And, and, and for me, what it came down to was training. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I was being prepared and, uh, you know, maybe it was cardio or agility or. It, it was um, the safety glasses. Yeah, the safety glasses. There's a lot of things to it, uh-huh. you know, like the endurance, you know. It was, so anyway, I, I got the bug. I got the itch. Yeah. And then from that point on, I'm like, I'm going to win a world's. I'm yeah. gonna. I don't care how long it takes. I'm gonna win this thing. And I'm Why did you train. want to win it so bad? Just because I'm a competitor. And I, I was it. Was it going back and seeing the guys that your dad was, you know, uh, competing against the Rip Thompsons, you know, the Mark Chisholms, and no, nah, I don't think I it was. Be like those guys, or is it, I want to be better than those guys? Well, for them, you know, growing up, what I did is, you know, I go back to the story where I was, you know, I had my camera and yeah. I would record all them. You know, I, I used to pick pieces out on them of what made them amazing. You know, what were their movements? How did, you know, what was their... And how old were what, you when you were doing oh, this? Oh, man, I was, I was, I was maybe 17. And you were, you were noticing certain movements that they were making that made them better than the other competitors. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I recorded it and then I was able to kind of like go back and see, I'm like, why was, why is my dad good? Why is, you know, Rip Tompkins good? Why is, why is Mark Chisholm so good? Why is Bettis so good? How can Mm -hmm. Bettis being, you know, a foot smaller than Chisholm? How does he keep up? You know, what, what makes this, Mm. what makes him so good, you know? And, so I really, I drew off a lot of that and I was like, oh man, I'm going to take that from him and this from him and I like his style. And then you kind of build your own swag. And so like you would go back and you would rewatch these videos. Yep. I would check them all out. And what 17 year old kid in this world is going back and watching guys climbing trees? Well, I mean, the mindset that you'd have to have on that, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, it's, you knew what you wanted to do. Yep. You know, at that age, you knew you wanted to be a world champion. You knew mm-hmm. what you needed to do. And the the dedication that it took to be able to become a world champion was studying tapes. I mean, every sporting event, yep. hockey, football, basketball, they study the other players to learn from them. MMA right. fighting. Yeah, that's that's pretty it's pretty cool to see because I, I don't know how I mean. How many other competitors are out there that are watching videos of other guys to learn how they climb? Most of the top guys, none. They just they're such nat- natural, I think, <clears throat> athletes, yeah. and they have the ability. And you know, I tip my hat to them. Yeah. You know, they 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 crush it. And the guys that do it multiple times over and over, you know, they're just natural athletes, and they, you know, pff, high five, you know, for the re- the rest of us, you know, it's like. <laughs> We have some natural ability, but the rest we gotta we gotta figure out. 
Mm-hmm. How do I figure that out? You know, so how, do I, how do I how do I cheat? It's like Spud, Spud <laughs> Webb who won the uh, uh, slam Stop dunk competition. He's the guy that no one ever thought he could win it. Yeah. You know, and he probably studied and figured it out and figured out a way. The little guy to win it. Yep. Yeah. Well, all he had to do was dunk a basketball, and he won. <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, it. That's like, it. That oh my gosh! Four <laughs> foot two. This guy. <laughs> Basically, how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> that really, really took off for me, and um, I just trained and trained and trained. And man, well, at the time, my, my, my you know, my my gr- my wife now, my girlfriend then. I've mm-hmm. uh, been with my my wife since since high, just out of high school, um, and so she was you know a nutritionist slash you know uh, trainer. She was yeah. a trainer. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we decided we're gonna. She's gonna help me get in shape every year for these events. So I swear I've done every damn diet and training and mm-hmm. workout program. And man, I've been through the ringer of everything every year. Did it make a difference? Um, yeah, but what we did, we did something a little different. <clears throat> and you know, I, I was in for the sacrifice here. And yeah, I could have done what worked and stuck with it, but I had to find. And I told myself this and. This leads into a lot of different aspects of my life. I was kind of thinking, um, how do I find the ultimate me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think nobody really does that. I think a lot of people go, "Oh man, um, uh, what, what's what's Michael Phelps? He he trains and he swims this way. I'm gonna do what he does because that's he's a he's a badass and he's a, mm-hmm. he's an Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a different person." You know, he's six whatever at X amount of pounds, and you could never be that. Mm-hmm. Why are you gonna Why are you gonna take his regimen? You You, you got to find the ultimate you, not the ultimate Michael Phelps. How does someone yeah. find that? So you know, that's a I good mean, question. I've been trying to find the ultimate <laughs> diet for myself for thirty eight years. Well, you, you, you need how a tar- you, you need a target, man. You got to have it. Yeah. You got to have a target. But how do you find? For you, your body, your diet, your exercise, your regiment, like how do you find that for yourself? Or how did you find that for yourself to know this works for me? Because it's not going to probably work for anybody else, but this works for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So, you know, for me, you know, being, you know, an athlete in all these different sports, I was always very limber. I had, you know, I was yeah. really light. I was 155 pounds. Um how much six feet, now? I could dunk, I can, I could shoot, I could run. I was very, well, don't, don't, let's, <laughs> let's not go there so quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was kind of an all around decent athlete, Yeah. you know, but I'm like, yeah, I can climb trees. I can climb trees pretty good, but how do I become the ultimate tree climber for myself? Do I just climb more trees? Do I climb trees longer, mm-hmm. harder? Do I do it faster? Do I do more foot locks? Do I do more body thrusts at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, how much do I practice in what regard, which would, would make me the best in what I do? How, how do I scale this? Yeah. Right. And it's really difficult. It's really difficult to do. I'm not saying that I, I did it perfect, but I did it for me and it was successful. Yeah. yeah. And um, basically what I did is I, you know, at that point in my life, I said, well, I'm going to do 10 pounder increments with a different training and a different um, diet all the way up to 200 pounds, if that makes sense. So I'm 155 pounds, 160 pounds. And you were right. working so, on gaining 10 pounds? Every year. What you were saying on, uh, let me put my mic a little bit closer. I'll challenge any anyone, line them up. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Travis. It's 2021, the future. Oh, hey, that's uh, George. <laughs> uh, uh, George, what a good guy. <laughs> But you know the the academy uh, to elevate the standard of our industry through safety training and innovation. It's uh, we're trying to build something pretty awesome here uh, with the academy and and build build an education course and build build something that men and women from around the world can get a full on education because in every other country around this world, boroculture climbing. You can get a four-year college education. You can go to school. They have trade schools and everything. But in America, 
we don't have much. I mean, why, why do you think that is? I mean, why, why doesn't America have what Canada has and Australia has and Japan and China and Europe and that? We don't have the schooling and training here from that. But it's something that's, that's been asked and, and needed in our industry for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we've been working on some really cool things. Um, the apprenticeship program, uh, building that out and building the curriculum that'll be approved and and to my knowledge will be the second apprenticeship program there was an apprenticeship program that i learned from a gentleman that says back in 1970 they had a state approved apprenticeship program for tree work in the 70s hmm. uh but they it's disappeared uh so once we get this back she gone she gone <laughs> once we get this back we'll have the first approved state apprenticeship program for climbing trees for working on the ground, for business development, and for plant health care for that. And then with that schooling that you'll get from 18 to 24 months, you then can take that, and you're going to be able to take that schooling when you pass and be able to put it to your local junior college, and you can actually get an associate's degree in doing tree work. Mm-hmm. Who would ever have thought in the in the world in the industry that you can get an associate's degree in climbing right. trees? Guess what? Wicked. You get to go back to college, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, we've been talking a long time on this uh, for the last two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, hearing your story and it's it's an incredible story and we're gonna hear a lot more of it. Yeah. It's a forever it's, it's a forever story. Forever. It is. <laughs> we haven't we, even touched ground yet on on you know, finishing how this all started and where we're at. No, so and we're good. we're gonna you guys are gonna get yeah. bits and pieces on this show that you're gonna be listening to um about our story and about mm-hmm. how it was built. And you're gonna be hearing on this podcast, it's uh this is a podcast just this this is for fun. This is for the industry. This is the Joe Rogan of the Tree Care World kind of podcast. You know, we're going to be bringing on some awesome guests. Uh, we have a lineup uh, that I won't tell you now, but some really, good. really good lineup. And there's going to be some fun episodes, man. And yep. the more we do this and the more fun we have on this, uh, it's just going to become more entertaining yeah. and, and more uh uh, we're gonna we're gonna create some cool stuff on this show. Yeah, you know some cool. Oh yeah, ideas. I mean we did this for for the people right mm-hmm. of our industry to be able to come in and you know be a part of it. You know, come in here yeah. and speak and talk and ask questions and yeah. you know we're uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited. You know, to be honest with you, you know I'm, I keep going back on this. I know trying to get off of the hair and yeah shut this thing down but, <laughs> you know phil came to me when you know when he when he first started we first met he's like i want you we're on, i want to do a podcast i want you to be a part of this podcast and uh-huh. you be my first my first speaker i'm like what the fuck's a podcast 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i'm like you're like do you drink that in no the morning idea podcast i'm like man i'm a tree i don't wake up i go cut trees and uh-huh. I, I and i go home yeah. you know i drink a few beers you know and um no clue so you know i had i had to search around and kind of figure out what podcasts like you know i had to find out what a podcast was and who talks on them like this shit's stupid but uh, whatever i mean mm-hmm. This guy knows what he's talking about. I'll I'll talk. Whatever. <laughs> so anyhow, I go and uh, I, I I log into my first podcast, which he recommended, which was uh, how I built this. Yeah, great yeah. guy, rise. guy, guy, rise. Yeah, yeah, awesome. amazing. Guy, I want to hear how yeah. Starbucks, Home Depot, oh, Kate Patagonia, Spade, Patagonia, ah, how they built man. their companies from the ground up. Just people like yeah. you and I, and people that are listening on this podcast. You know, they were just normal people that decided I'm gonna fucking. Well, I'm pretty do something. sure they're still normal people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so <clears throat> gets me going. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this." And, you know, X amount of years later, here we are at the podcast table. It is. We have our own podcast. It is, man. That's I've listened awesome. five podcast. I've listened to five podcasts in my entire life, and now you're a host <laughs> of a freaking podcast show, and not just any podcast show. Let me tell you, it's the so gear, funny. the equipment, the room. I mean, we've invested uh, 
no joke, probably about $60,000 in building this room out for you and I right now to be talking yeah. on there on live with six people watching us. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, know. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. The okay, things got beer. we got beer. Cheers, man. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Two tree guys and a and bucket, a bucket of freaking beer. beer talking about cool shit, man. And it's, uh, no, it's, it's really humbling. And, mm-hmm. uh, I feel super blessed, man. I really do. I feel blessed of, of you being one of my, uh, one of my closest friends and, and to be able to share this moment with you, man, Absolutely. to be able to be on a podcast like this and to create mm-hmm. something of something that we spoke into existence. Uh, <laughs> and, and, Oh, that's it, 100. Everything we do, we speak into existence. Speak into existence, man. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but it's, it's, and it's not just us. It's, it's uh, our, our, our producer slash comedian slash smartest guy I've ever met, Bob. Mr. Bob, where's there. Bob? Bob? Bob, come say hi. You got you to gotta come s- at least walk in no, here. No, he and doesn't come, even uh, have to say hi. He can talk right from the mic. No, I can talk from right here. How's, how's See that? Going? That's Bob, guys. <laughs> That's Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thank no. Thank. I just want to give a shout out to Bob for all the hard work and, and dedication he did to to build this room and to put up the curtains and the mics and the cameras and the design and just everything. Not just yeah. on the podcast, but on the academy. You know, Bob's a yeah. Bob's a pillar in 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 what we do. And without that pillar, uh, everything crumbles. So, Bob, appreciate you, man. I really Bob, do. G- give me your two cents. What What are you thinking right now? What's your uh... What's your what's your stance? Well, I'm just you know I think it's uh, um, it's great to finally get this uh, this first podcast under our belt, you know. But um, I'm more concerned with you know the Easter Bunny because um, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> yeah, I mean you think about Easter. What if the Easter Bunny was absolutely real? You think Black Friday was bad? <laughs> you think Black Friday was bad? If there was a, if there was some bunny leaving gold eggs all over the place. No one would leave their house on Sunday. Uh, that'd be some scary shit. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> oh, man. That's, oh, that's so that's what's on my mind. And that's happy great. Easter, everybody. Oh, man. Life in the mind of Bob. Ah, so <laughs> that's great. The life of the mind of Bob. Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Bob. You're, the four cents. It wasn't two cents, four cents. Um, but everybody who's, who's listening to this show, I just want to say uh, we appreciate everybody in the industry. Uh, the other tree guys, the tree gals, the tree people that are out there doing what you do every single day. We appreciate you guys. Um, let's elevate the standard. Let's really, really change the game here and make our industry freaking awesome, you know, out there. And it's going to not, it's not just us two at the table, but it takes everybody that's listening to this. Absolutely. Um, you know, for all of you guys that are listening, uh, we would love some stuff that you have to send to us. If you have a hat, you have a shirt, you have anything you want to have on the Swag. podcast show, send it to yeah. us. We'll wear it. I'm an extra large. Jared's an extra small. Um, you know, I'm a- yeah. I think it'd be good too if you guys want to send in. Send this 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 podcast was about telling our story. You know, if you guys want to send something in and tell your quick story or whatnot, and we can uh, we can share some of you guys' experiences along with ours, it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool on the next show. So, yeah, like I said, this we're here for you guys, and we're here to to really uh, just expose our industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. And let's get this out because it's a really cool industry, and uh, we got really cool people in it, and people just don't know. Absolutely. Yep. And if you guys want to be a guest on the show, go to our webpage. Uh, fill out the application, tell us your story, send videos, pictures, whatever you want. Uh, maybe you're uh, selected to be on the show, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on this. This is the the first of <laughs> the many of a lot of cool things. So uh, really appreciate you guys. Appreciate your, you know, your likes, your comments, your follows, everything on social media, share us to your friends uh, for everything for that. So, you know, um, uh, I'm going to be ending the show right now, but uh, I'm going to take over on the Instagram. If anybody has any questions, I'm going to answer for that, for that. So thanks again, everybody. And remember, elevate the standard of our industry through safety, training, and innovation. Good night. Peace.